I'm Candy. And I'm James. Welcome to Trigger Happy, a weekly podcast presented by us, the Gender Centre. As usual, we're discussing psychological triggers and how they affect trans and gender diverse people. This week, we're going to talk about anxieties around meeting people. Hope you'll stick around. If you want to hear a story, then settle back and just sit tight while Sister Mitchell starts reviewing their attitude of doing right. Got to accent, chewate the positive, eliminate the negative, latch on to the affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In-Between. You've got As to usual, it's important to point out that trigger happy is not a substitute for actual counselling. If you feel that after listening to our show you might need to explore some of the things we've discussed, then please check out the Gender Centre website www.gendercenter.org.au for links and recommendations. So through the course of our show, we're going to continue to fine-tune. So what this means is we are doing our best to use language that is as inclusive as possible. Um, And sometimes we're going to get it wrong. Exactly. For example, we will try to use affirmation and gender affirming instead of the word transition for reasons discussed in previous episodes. Yeah, because not all trans and gender diverse people do actually transition, and for some people the idea of medically transitioning is an uncomfortable one. And when we talk about anxiety triggers, we're going to be talking about where our volume sits on an issue. So instead of talking about a diagnosis or pathologizing, we'll say maybe this feels like an 11 out of 10 for us, but let's see if we can roll it back to like a 3. Right, because we all react to triggers differently. And as usual, we welcome your feedback and thank you. So, Candy, what is an anxiety trigger? Oh, challenging question, James. An anxiety trigger is something that usually happens outside of you or something that you imagine might be going to happen outside of you that causes a reaction on the inside. So, for example, a frog might jump in front of you And this triggers something in your brain that then triggers an entire cascade of physical responses in your body. You might start sweating and your heart racing. You feel like you're panicking and you might even feel like you're having a heart attack and going to die. And as usual, it's important to remember that for trans and gender diverse people, um, we learn how to identify our triggers. So triggers for trans people are often socially constructed. Today's podcast is about how to deal with anxieties around meeting people. But of course, first, a little bit of background on social anxiety. Social anxiety is, um, is similar to generalised anxiety, but it, as it says in the name, is um, particular to social situations or people or when people are involved. Um, so what this means is that You might experience increased anxiety. Um, You might be triggered by situations where you have to um, perform in front of others or or just generally be around other people. Um, It differs from person to person in how severe your social anxiety is. Um, For trans and gender diverse people, it can often be um, even more complicated in that just walking out your front door um, can be very difficult um, and so 
typical situations where um, a person might experience social anxiety would be, um, say, going to work, um, going to the pub, hanging out with people, being by yourself in public, um, going to the shops, things like that. So anywhere that's outside of your front door, really. Yeah, or anywhere outside of your comfort zone that's involving other people, I Mm -hmm. think. So it's also really important that you're careful not to diagnose yourself with a phobia or social anxiety because we also need to remember that it, it's just normal to be nervous when the attention is on you. That's a really good point, Candy. It's really important to know that if you feel that you might have social anxiety or anxiety in general, that you go visit your GP and talk about your symptoms um, so you can get a diagnosis that way. So let's take a look at the fear itself. James, can you tell us the top four anxiety triggers for trans and gender diverse people around social anxiety? Sure. Okay. So number one will be, will I be judged? Number two, will I act correctly? Number three, how do I stop overthinking socializing with new people and freaking myself out? Number four, will I do something that outs me? My voice, manner, gendered social mistakes, etc. Okay, so sounds like number four is one that is particular to trans and gender diverse people, but the others sound kind of general. Yeah, for sure. And things that um, anyone may or may not experience. Great. So let's discuss each of these in detail. So anxiety number one, will I be judged? In general, this is a social anxiety that is common amongst all people. Will I be judged? Yes, everybody is judged and everybody judges. But is this something that causes you significant or noticeable anxiety? Absolutely. And the other question I think you ask yourself is, is it appropriate to think about that? Because sometimes it is being aware of your behavior, being aware of how you present yourself and how you will be judged can be very important and can help you to get things that you want to get. Like a job. Exactly. (laughs) So from a more specific trans and gender diverse perspective, the fear of being judged might not just be when all focus is on you when you're in a job interview or you have to give a speech at a wedding. Yeah, and I think it can it can be a bit complex as well because you're a, a trans and gender diverse person might be thinking about their presentation, their gender presentation as well as their presentation just as an average person. So where do you think our volume, our anxiety volume would sit on this? Um, I'm thinking around a six or a seven. Yeah, because it's common. Yeah, it's pretty common. And it's pretty stressful. Hmm. It's, um, I think, something that most people have had experience with and probably across all ages as well. Absolutely. So this makes it a fear that is, in some ways, pretty realistic. We can react in a way that feels like we have some hesitation stepping outside of the door. But we could also react in a way that made us never step outside the door. Yeah, and and those differences in how aware you are of what um, what people might be thinking about you um, 
and how they're judging you. So you might be um, extra critical of yourself and so thinking people are judging you negatively um, when they're not. Mm. And this might stop you even at the mirror when you look at yourself before you walk out the door. Yeah, what you tell yourself when you look in the mirror. Absolutely. So if this is something, listeners, that you are asking yourself or you really resonate with this topic, the important question to keep asking is, how do I survive? Well, I think um, part of this is putting it in context to the situation that you're in. For example, you mentioned a job interview, Candy. Mm. Um, so you go into that knowing you're going to be judged um, and thinking about the things that they will be judging you on, such as how neat you are, um, how well you respond to questions. How much you know about the job that you're going for. Right. What your eye contact is like um, and things like that. Tone of voice, whether or not you're shaky. Yeah. Hmm. Um, And so being realistic about the things that you will be judged on can help you to uh, separate the things that might not be realistic um, or uh, might be excessive for that situation. And maybe separate out what actually matters. I think that's a really important question to ask yourself. Yeah, it's a good point. Like what matters to you as well? So if someone's judging me because my hands are shaking in an interview, that might matter to me. So I might practice interview skills where I try not to shake. Yeah. But what doesn't matter, I guess? Well, I guess sometimes if maybe not in a job situation but in other social situations – in terms of your um, style, mm-hmm. you might not really care that people don't like your style. And so worrying about what people think about your style becomes an unnecessary thing for you. Absolutely. So if this is something we can survive, the next question is how do I get to being okay? Yeah, well, I think there are a couple of clues in our chat about how do we survive. One of them is the mirror. There's a pretty age-old psychological exercise that honestly works a treat. If you find a mantra for yourself that challenges in the positive all of the negative thoughts that you have, so for example, I feel like everyone's going to think that I'm not dressed appropriately for the situation, then your mantra might be, I am dressed well and I'm happy with how I look if you stand in the mirror and say that to yourself you know three four times repeatedly and then do that two or three times a day it really starts to make a difference and you know if you're not comfortable looking in the mirror you can say it to yourself quietly same thing just in your head yeah Mm. I like how I look today We believe what we are told, even when we say it to ourselves. Right. And if you say it more than once, if you say it um, consistently to yourself, then it will start to feel more believable, feel better, and become more of an automatic thing for your brain. Man is bad, we'd better accept All right, so number two, will I act correctly? 
what we mean by this when we say this is is feeling anxious about whether how you behave is appropriate and you're doing the right thing or the correct thing depending on the situation anxious thoughts that you might have are oh I didn't do that right or I should have said this or you know this now I've stuffed this up and etc was this funny was I supposed to make something funny right Hmm. um and so those so that's really related to thinking about how do I act correctly and am I doing it the right way so from a trans and gender diverse perspective, you might add to that, um, is how I act correct for someone of my gender. So for example, I want to sit how a girl sits, is this how a girl sits? Mm, yeah, and this will go into even more in anxiety number four. So where does our volume sit on this? Mm, maybe this is around a five out of ten. Right, because um, it's not something that everyone worries too much about but certainly if you experience anxiety this can be something that contributes to it um there are really a lot of compounding factors in this one the first thing i'd say is do you really worry about your actions or do you just go about being in the world and again it's it's dependent on the situation that you're in so sometimes it's really important and beneficial to you to act in a particular way. And Um, other times it just doesn't matter. Right. So if you're standing in a line, it's important that you adhere to the direction that the line is in, otherwise you lose your place in the line. Mm. And we're also talking here, I think this, this brings up a lot of social and cultural concerns because how do I act depends on where am I, who am I with. Right. And then, again, you add the experience of someone who's trans and gender diverse and it can be a little bit more complex or a little bit more confusing. Growing up assigned as one or having one gender assigned to you and then um, changing that can be an interesting learning experience, noticing how different things are expected from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Your line... (laughs) the line you know queuing up is a different experience for someone who identifies as male as it is for someone who identifies as female or or non-binary that's right so the important question to keep asking yourself through this is how do i survive okay so i think it's important here again to get a really realistic perspective on the situation and Learn to build some resilience around this fear. Right. And so building resilience is going to really involve you using positive affirmations, positive self-talk, noticing the times when you really liked how you acted and it got you a good result. Yeah, I think the result is important too. Mm. What did people look like when they responded? Did you feel positive, negative or neutral about that response? Yeah. Was I comfortable? Did I enjoy myself? Was I being the best version of me? Right. So if this is something we can survive, the next question is how do I get to being okay? Some strategies that you can use to get to feeling okay is um, observing uh, people around you, observing how people act, what gets good results, Also asking yourself that question, checking in with yourself. When do I feel comfortable? How do I want to behave? 
what do I think about this situation? Um, for extra information, you could also talk to people you respect. Um, for example, parents, uh, friends, um, people in authority that, that you admire, and, and maybe getting some advice on what's the most appropriate way to uh, act in this situation or mm. um, for some extra information. And so that, um, I think, really applies to uh, a trans and gender diverse perspective um, on, on this. Absolutely. I think meeting with other trans and gender diverse people, having chats about their experience, and then, like you say, deciding what's important to you and what you want. Ultimately, that's going to be what's most important. For sure. Anxiety number three. How do I stop overthinking, socialising with new people and, in general, just freaking myself out? Right. So this kind of overthinking, we kind of touched on it a little bit um, in the previous one, mm. where you you keep asking yourself, did I do that right? Did I say the right thing? What do they think of me? I should have done this. And um, in psychology, they call that rumination. Yeah. So this one, if we talk about where our volume sits, the anxiety volume, it's going to be very different for someone who has a natural tendency to anxiety or for someone who really doesn't. Yeah, some people think about these kinds of things a lot and some people don't tend to do that kind of rumination. So if I'm thinking about this, like I've got to go out, I've got to get dressed, I need to find an appropriate outfit, I need to walk down the street in an appropriate way, particularly that matches my gender expression or that matches the expression that I want to be seen as, I'm going to be at like a nine at least. Right. And then if you're someone who wonders a bit, asks yourself a little bit, you know, you might be at a three. It mm. still happens. It's still a common thing. That's something important to remember. Mm, I think this, pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty this much everyone back does to our, one of our original or if not our first podcast, where we were talking about anxiety being completely necessary. We have anxieties because we need to listen to something inside of us. It's just when they go on and on and on and then we feel like we're having a heart attack that they become a bit of an issue. Right. And so that flows on to our next question, Um, asking yourself, how do I survive this? Mm, How do I survive overthinking The answer to this is the same answer as to any ruminating thought. If you have a thought that goes around and around and around in your brain, you might not want to hear the truth, but the facts are you're giving that thought energy. Right. And whilst ever you put energy into having that thought, it will be happily swimming around in your brain in circles. There are ways that you, because I know a lot of people find it very difficult to quieten their mind, and there are um, a lot of meditation um, strategies and activities that you can do that help to calm yourself, calm your body, so that you can feel like you have more control over your mind. And learning to understand that overthinking is one thing, and what you really think is an entirely different thing. Mm. So you can download apps or look at different websites that have mindfulness and meditation exercises. Yeah. You can so start even with, hmm? YouTube and 
yeah. websites. Start with something that's one or two minutes long and build it up. Build it up, that's right. The more consistent you are, the more in control you'll feel over things like that. So if it's something that we can survive, how do I get to being okay? In this area, so overthinking and you know freaking yourself out, it's really important to remember to practice your strategies. Practice mindfulness, practice meditation, um, and practice those things that work to help you to calm your mind. Mm. So one example that I actually talk to a lot of people about is harking back to the energy that you're putting into those ruminating thoughts in the first place. A really helpful mindfulness exercise is to imagine that your thoughts are being facilitated by electricity that's coming out of a power plug in the wall. And if you visualize this power plug, then visualize yourself going over to that and yanking it from the wall, you can actively visualize yourself stopping that thought. We know what it's like to unplug a working machine, like a fan or something else that's, that requires power. So if we visualize unplugging our thought processes, we can actively stop them in their tracks. Which also reinforces that idea that you can control those uh, repetitive thoughts in your mind. You absolutely can. But the most important thing to know is that your mind cannot remain completely empty. So if you unplug a thought, you have to be ready to plug in something else. So prepare some nice things to think about. Have them in your tool belt. And you can use those when you need to stop ruminating. Okay, so the next anxiety. Will I do something that outs me? So my voice, my manner, any gendered social mistakes. And this is this one's obviously particular to people with a trans and gender diverse perspective. I know, one million out of ten <laughs> volume. That's right. Um, this is going to be pretty high up on, on people who have um, are in the process of affirming their gender or, um, you know, at any stage really. Um, it might be something that comes up that is challenging for them. And um, we talked a little bit about the idea of passing and, and this really uh, fits in with that concept. So re- remembering that this doesn't apply to everyone who is trans and gender diverse, as not all people ascribe to that notion not everybody wants to pass exactly Mm. um but if you do i think that this one says you know am i going to be clocked that that idea of being clocked as the gender you were assigned at birth right so (laughs) where does our volume sit i think i already answered that but (laughs) maybe it's something different for you uh, yeah, it's, it might well be different for most, for, for different people, but um, I think this sits pretty high up um, on, on the volume. I reckon around a 10 out of 10 mm. um, quite often. Um, okay, so the, the important question to ask yourself is how do I survive? Okay, so surviving being gendered, being misgendered, being clocked, or not passing these are really challenging things to try to do so i think the first step in surviving is to not have an expectation that everyone will see you the way that you really really want them to 
Right, and I and I think changing your focus a little bit to what what's what is comfortable for me. Um, what do I want? What mm-hmm. do I like? Um, you know what? Um, how do I want to uh, present myself? Yeah, and maybe question. What does it mean to me if somebody knows that I'm trans? Right. Um, in, in line with that as well is preparing for the possibility of being clocked and knowing how you'll respond to that if it happens to happen. Yeah, so practicing again. Yeah. Once again. Yeah. So if this is something that we can survive, the important question and one that we can talk a lot about is how do I get to being okay? Yeah, well, I think, you know, part of this is going gonna, is gonna to be about how much do I think about this? So is this one of those overthinking things? Is this one of those things where I'm um, overjudging or, mm. or being, being paranoid? Or being, yeah, so having a, a being um, very negative or um, hyper aware. Mm. So that's something to check in with yourself about is, is how much thinking am I doing about this and how much checking in with myself am I doing okay so if we've had a look at that and then we do some work around overthinking from Mm -hmm. anxiety number three but we come back to maybe my voice maybe my manner maybe social expectations are some practical things that we could really look at and you know what we could actually go back to anxiety too and look at how we how we got to being okay then Mm. and that is we're checking in with people so observing others talking to others and and it might well be that you can change something that you want to change about yourself yeah um so you can for instance um change the way you sit by finding out how you want how you would prefer to sit or something like that yeah absolutely and I can tell you as, you know, growing up socialized as female, it wasn't all that comfortable to have to learn to close my legs, but general society told me to do it. So it's something that can be practiced and it's it's learned to fit in if that is your goal. That's right. So you, you make a decision on if I want to be like that. You do you absolutely do not have to if that's something that you don't that doesn't make you comfortable. No. So in summary We've talked about the four major anxieties that everyone, as well as trans and gender diverse people, come up against when we are meeting new people. The major points that came up in all four were to reality check. Have a look at how realistic it is that this thing's going to happen. And then ask yourself, does it really matter? Exactly. So getting to know yourself a bit as well. Knowing what you want Mm -hmm. and what you're going for. And what's going to make you comfortable. And where overthinking comes in and anxiety comes in, you use some strategies to help manage Mm. those those symptoms as well. We talked about the mirror technique as well as Mm -hmm. mindfulness, unplugging those ruminating thoughts. And I just want to add, I said something um, a little while ago that I just want to add to. I said um, if you... Um, don't feel comfortable then you don't have to do something but I, I just want to acknowledge that for some people they do have to do things that don't make them feel comfortable whether it's for 
safety reasons or this you know whatever situation they might be in so I just want to acknowledge that for some people it's not so simple Mm. so that's it from us for now um next time on trigger happy we'll be discussing how to overcome the anxiety of family events (laughs) we'd like to thank the inner west council for making this podcast possible we'd like to thank the support of Aurora as well as No Trees Web Design. Production was by Eloise Brooke and the Gender Centre staff. And if you are trans and gender diverse and you want to find out more information about services at the Gender Centre, find us at www.gendercentre.org.au and feel free to leave any feedback on the Trigger Happy page. We'd love to hear what you think. Bye now. Mr. In-Between.